Welcome to the NARPM Podcast, where we bring you the most in-depth look into the property management industry. We discuss hot topics with property managers, vendors, and those that support the property management industry. The National Association of Residential Property Managers is the recognized leader in property management. Our host is Pete Newbig, co-founder of Empire Industries Property Management and co-founder and CEO of VPM Solutions, where property management meets global talent. The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are that of the host and are not necessarily those of NARPM. Now, here's your host, Pete Newbig. All right, welcome to the NARPM Radio Podcast. I'm your host, Pete Newbig, and thank you for joining us today. However, you may be listening, iHeartRadio, iTunes, YouTube, or any other podcast platforms. Thank you for being here. We have a great show today. Actually, every show we do is a great show, but we have a special guest. We have Zach Morace here, and he's going to discuss his startup favor and his new startup that's in our industry called Sunroom. So Zach was a former founder of the popular delivery app Favor, and then he and his business partner Ben launched Sunroom in 2018. Zach and Ben felt the pain of leasing firsthand, and they knew that it could be and needed to be better. Sunroom partners with property managers and real estate agents to take care of all the leasing operations. The system handles all the hassles from photos, yard sign setup, marketing, and uh, back office operations. Sunroom has leased more properties than any other company or agent in Austin, Texas, which is the company's first market. This year, Sunroom will be expanding across Texas and to more states. The company has raised over $11 million from investors. Zach has a history of building consumer brands. His last startup favor allowed people to get anything they want delivered in under an hour. Anything ranged from a tasty dinner to essentials from the convenience store. Favor's network of personal assistants can deliver it all in just a couple of taps. Favor was acquired by HEB in spring 2018. Zach received his degree from Coastal Carolina University in South Carolina. On top of being the founder of two startups, he doubles as an angel investor. When the working hours are over, Zach spends his time with his wife, Kelly, and baby Meyer. We're going to get to a great interview with Zach here in a minute. But first, we're going to go into our hot topic. It's time for the hot topic. So the hot topic is, does anybody actually still show Occupy Properties out there? For one thing the pandemic allowed us to do as a industry is to stop showing Occupy Properties, right? We were able to use the pandemic as an excuse. But as I am recording this here in March of 2022, Texas and a bunch of other states are getting ready to, to remove the mask mandate uh, for workers. So restaurants and retail won't, be, won't have to wear masks anymore. And I would assume that following, hopefully, knock on wood, that the airports and Ubers follow suit, that we don't have to wear the uh, mask anymore, which is great news. But we do have demanding owners that are, you know, they step over a, over a dollar to pick up a penny, and they're pretty demanding and saying that they want their property to be leased, like, right away, right? They expect 
somebody to move out of their property on, you know, Jan 31 and on February 1, they got somebody moving in. Now we all know it doesn't work that way because we obviously have to, we have to inventory the property and we have to, you know, perform a make ready and basic, basic cleaning and, and solve any, any maintenance issues and all that good stuff. So the, so in the owner's mind, he thinks like, this is a great idea. We start advertising the property 30 days. I actually had owners that wanted me to advertise the property 60 or even 90 days while somebody's still living there. Could you imagine that? Can you imagine me running people in 60 days before a property is actually going to be available and letting people know, Hey, we're going to rent this property, you know, to you in 60 days. But that's what an owner wants, right? They want, they, they don't, you know, when the property is vacant, that's money that they're losing. But for us as property managers, you know, showing a vacant property is, is very challenging, uh, mainly because the, the resident doesn't want us to show the property when it's vacant. And I know we could put it in a lease saying that they have to show the property and we can find them and all this stuff, but we really don't want to do that. At the end of the day, we want to be able to show a good, clean, functional property or, or at least advertise the property, get somebody interested, and then get the make ready done and get somebody moved in as quick as possible without, without a lot of stress in our lives. Right. And so with some of the things that we did at empire and then even at mind, what we did is we had a policy that we would not show occupied property and then the owner would get all, uh, all upset. But what we did is we said, well, listen, we will advertise the property, but we're not going to show the property. And I think at the end of the day, that is what the, that is what our, the owner wants, right? They want the property to be advertised. We would advertise a property two weeks prior to somebody moving out because we don't want to advertise 30 or 60 days prior because we don't want the property to become stale or, or stigmatized, if you will. And then as soon as somebody comes in, they want this property, they, they, want, to give you, they want to go ahead and, and try to discount it, right? And so we would advertise the property. Now, here's, a, here's the thing is when you advertise a property, you have to have good photos, right? Professional photos of what the property looked like before these other people moved in. And if you have any kind of technology where it's like a video or one of those 3D renderings like Matterport or something like that, and you can advertise the property coming soon with the 3D rendering, well, now people are looking at the property like they were there, which then helps the conversion rate. And so you get to advertise the property, which is what the owner wants. You get to see people get to actually see the property, what it looked like prior to people moving in. You don't have to worry about the resident, you know, being defensive or not being uh, cooperative and not keeping the property clean. So the property doesn't show well, or, you know, saying that they're going to be home when they're not, or saying that they're not going to be home and then they are. And so, with, uh, with doing this, you can, you can satisfy the owner and you can get people in there very quickly, right? So somebody moves out, you go in, you have your team kind of do your inventory and then, uh, or your inspection or your assessment, and then you go get your paint, your carpet, everything cleaned up. And if it's a good resident, you could, you could turn that property within a couple of days. And when somebody is ready to go, you can, you know, set, the, you know, they might fill out an application beforehand. And then you can actually have that all set up maybe three, four, five days. So now the owner of the property is only losing a handful of days to get the property, you know, released. Now, if you are uh, going to continue working and showing properties, you have to you have to get the resident on your side. You can't make it a contentious uh, deal. You have to make it where you're on the same side of the table. You guys are on the same same team. So you have to incentivize them. 
had a buddy of mine, Dave. He did this very successfully in Minnesota where he would incentivize the resident to show the property and the resident could actually make a little money just by letting people in and keeping the house clean. And if anybody leased a property that, sh- that, that they let in, he would, give, he would go ahead and give them a little bit of an incentive. And uh, that actually helped him because, you know, he had uh, he had both sides of the of the deal, meaning, you know, he was the buyer's agent or the leasing agent, leaseor's agent, whatever. And so the the tenants, the, the residents would actually work with him. If you can get that type of cohesiveness with your residents, then great. Maybe you can still show Occupy properties. But I think the best way to do it is um, is advertise it like it's coming, and then once they move out, you do a self-showing box, you use the Matterport or some kind of 3D rendering, maybe some video, and and then you tell the owner, like, hey, man, we're going to do it this way because we're going to get at least just as quickly as we got at least if we were showing Occupy property. So that's our hot topic. We'll be right back after these messages. Create the best move-in experience for your resident or homeowner. Citizen Home Solutions is a utility concierge service designed to assist with services needing activation prior to moving into a new home. Our experienced team will help eliminate the stress of setting up services. No more calling a long list of service providers to get everything connected and ready for move-in day. Your client will value the white glove service provided on your behalf. True, Citizen Home Solutions assist with utilities, but more importantly, we create an experience that your client will appreciate and love. Our service is free and offers you a revenue share program. Want to know more? Visit pmcpartner.com. Scaling your business means juggling many moving parts, leaving you wondering how to manage it all. How can you keep your eye on growth and streamline your operations? At RentBridge, we've created the Property Management Operating System, an ecosystem for property management marketing and process automation, where you can view and take action on the most important aspects of your operations, from sales and new owner onboarding to leasing, collections, renewals, and more. By bringing operations and marketing under one platform, you can have end-to-end visibility of your owners, tenants, and vendors from the first moment they interact with you, allowing you to add more doors with less effort and scale a truly profitable property management business. To learn more, visit rentbridgegroup.com today. All right, well, welcome back, everybody. As promised, I have Zach here. So, Zach, just real quick, how do you pronounce your last name? Just make sure I have it right. Yeah, so my last name is Murray. Murray, Canadian name. Okay. <laughs> a lot of vowels in there. All right, I was uh, I was trying. I almost called you Maurice a couple of times. So Murray, Zach Murray. So I get Zach Morris saved by the bell sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> so Zach, uh, thank you so much for being here. You know, not a, a lot of people in our industry don't know who you are, but you know, after that interview, after my intro, they now they know that you and your business partner created Favor, which is a food delivery app. So tell our listeners like what the early days of favor looked like for you and then also like when and why you decided to exit. Uh, so let's talk a little bit about your old days at favor first. Yeah, you bet. So me and my co-founder, Ben, we started favor a while ago when we were fresh out of college. Ben was a pizza delivery driver and had the original spark, which was, wouldn't it be great if I could deliver anything from any restaurant? And that got us on this crazy game plan to, to go figure out how to learn how to code and build applications to have that happen. 
So in, in the early days of Favor, Ben and I had to jump in and be a lot of roles in the company. That might have been uh, coding a new uh, feature or delivering a, a hamburger in the middle <laughs> of the night because we were short on drivers. As the company grew, we were able to build out all of the original departments. At the time we had sold the company four years ago, we had 130 full-time employees, very talented individuals. And we also had a huge network of delivery drivers that were working behind our app that we had built. And that audience size was about 50,000. So it was a small army of delivery drivers. And, and they loved it because they could clock in, make, make money, be their own boss. And it was a, a great, flexible job that they could uh, that they could do so in the early days he's a pizza delivery guy i'm sure you had a full-time job did you guys just decide like okay we're going to quit our jobs we're going to code and we're going to try to survive like how, how did that go because most of the people that are listening are, are kind of self-made and they sweat equity the thing about property management is that there's not a lot of money up front because you're kind of doing everything, right? You're the realtor sure. and you're, you're managing the properties and, and you have all the hats on. But with development, uh, it feels like that there's a little bit more money that has, to out, that has to go out. Now, luckily, you guys were developing. But tell us a little bit about like the early days like on, on like money crunching. Like How did you survive those days? So, yeah, we had a benefit of being fresh out of college. I mean, Ben was actually finishing up at Cal Poly at the time and actually decided to drop out so we could work on this. And I had just graduated. I was interviewing with a lot of places, but Ben was like, hey, you don't want to go work for someone else. We could do this together. We'll figure it out. <laughs> and so we didn't, we didn't need much. You know, the, the so early one of the, days one of the we advantages were, of being young. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Now that I've got a family and, you know, life is a little more expensive. It's hard to do those same things, but we were sleeping on yoga mats <laughs> <laughs> as long as we could eat some. When you're not delivering pizzas the in the middle of the night or hamburgers in the middle of the night. <laughs> yeah. So now tell, um, take me, takes, take me through to that same point though. I mean, it does take a lot of money to develop these systems if you're not doing them yourselves yeah. you know, for tech tech-based things. So now take me through the, like, so with favor, you guys, you know, you started getting a proof of concept. Did you then go out and solicit money or did, or did people come and say, Hey, when we want to invest in this business of yours, like how'd that work? We had a, a proof of concept. We had ran a pilot where, where Ben was going to school in San Luis Obispo, California at the time. And we, we through, through Cal Poly university's entrepreneurship program, we got intro to some venture capitalists that were in the Bay Area. And one of them was a famous venture capitalist named Tim Draper. He had been one of the early guys to invest in Tesla and Hotmail and Skype and a lot of these category winners way back when. And he saw me and Ben as kind of like the scrappy underdogs that <laughs> could figure things out. And he knew that we were good problem solvers. So he took a bet on us and he, he wrote us a check. And he was the first first money in that um, that and was once able get, to once have you a, get the first one, then a lot of people follow, right? That first one's the hardest to get. Is that people statement? see the name? They're like, well, if Tim likes these guys and thinks they're onto something, then I'm definitely gonna hear him out and take a meeting. So he had wrote a check for a hundred thousand dollars, and then we 
used that money to launch the company in Austin, Texas, which is where it was based. And then after that, we had raised more money from some, some local venture cap, capitalists. And over the next couple of years, we had raised about $35 million for the business. Now, why did you decide to exit that business? And, and then we'll talk about how you started Sunroom. So for me, it was just a timing thing. You know, they, there were a lot of companies that were starting to get a ton of capital piled onto the space. Companies like DoorDash and Postmates, which some listeners might be more familiar with because they operate nationally. We had built a great business in Texas. It was profitable. It was huge. And funny enough, here in Austin, Whole Foods is based here, which some listeners might know. Whole Foods was in the process of getting purchased by Amazon. And as you can imagine, for the company that had purchased us, HEB Groceries, they're wondering how the heck are they going to be able to compete with Amazon, who is like the 100 pound gorilla on (laughs) e-commerce and digital. And they had tried to do some efforts around building out technology teams and it's difficult to do. And we already had a lot of talented people in place and had a lot of that kind of firsthand knowledge of the uh, last mile delivery. So we had originally got in a partnership with them to do grocery delivery from the grocery stores to the customer's house and then used our delivery system to get the groceries there. And they loved it. They thought it was awesome. And then just the relationship kind of continued from there. And uh, then they made you an offer. You couldn't refuse, I guess, huh? That's it. That's exactly it. All right. So (laughs) now, so now you're, you know, you're living the champagne life. You sold to HEB. So tell me what, what, what sparked you? Like, I know you're such a young guy still. So what decided this is aha. What's your aha moment when you said, man, I got to build sunroom. I got to solve this problem of leasing (laughs) says no one ever. So (laughs) (laughs) I agree. It is one of those things that's underlooked, you know, even, even side of real estate, leasing is always kind of like, Oh, like leasing. The redheaded stepchild of a. For sure. People kind of look down upon it. And a big thing that for, for me and Ben, the entire time we were renters, and had felt a lot of the pain that renters go through firsthand. When I was trying to apply to, to rent a house here in Austin, here it is, I'm running this big tech company and I can't even get qualified without a guarantor. <laughs> and I'm having to drive checks up to the neighboring cities that are like 30 minutes away when I'm busy with meetings and whatnot. So, and then when I was just going about touring, I was calling up agents and um, trying to book a time to go see a place. And my, my weekends normally kind of like the only free time I have. And that's the only time they would be able to show property. And I just thought that the entire process from touring to applying could probably get done better. And that, that was the initial spark that got me kind of working on it. And I think the one other reason of why me and Ben thought that we would be the right person to kind of solve this is we think that there's a lot of stress inside of that move process. And we, we believe that using data and just giving more transparency to the, some of those things can make it so it's a way less stressful thing. And we did the same type of thing for delivery. So let me just give you a basic example. So when you were ordering food before favor, you, didn't, you wouldn't know exactly where your driver was. After us, you would be like, well, they just left the restaurant. They're going to be here in 10, 15 minutes. So you're like, okay, well, my food's going to be here soon. I don't have to worry about my dinner party getting ruined. 
Similar with data, there's a lot of pieces that we can just surface at the right time. For example, there's already one application that's pending. Maybe you don't want to apply. So here's the feedback on the property that got left by a renter on, on what they think is going on with it so that you can make a decision on what you want to do about it. So just that, that aspect of being able to surface some of the data from the real world and getting it shown inside of an app we thought we'd, we'd be good at doing. All right. So I'm a detail kind of guy and a lot of our, a lot of our listeners are owner operators and a lot of technology has been coming into this space over time. And this just seems to be more tech. And some of the challenges that we have is like, well, once you have tech, you actually lose a little bit of that <clears throat> relationship that you're building with the, the app, in this case, the applicants or the, or the owners of the house and things like that. So take me through the, kind of the process of, of how Sunroom can solve this challenge for property managers. Because my understanding is that you partner with property managers and realtors are the, are the people you partner with. Is that correct? Yeah, that's correct. So we, uh, our primary customer are usually the, the property managers that want to be focusing on growth. <clears throat> they want to be focused on building those owner relations, focused on sales, focused on some of the higher level activities, but they're kind of in the weeds on a lot of these leasing operations, logistics. Similarly, the agents that hire us, they tend to be the top selling agents. So the people that would rather be selling homes, not just helping their clients lease them. And what, what we fit into their system is kind of like the back office behind the scenes assistant that does all of the aspects of leasing, still gives them visibility into it and control when they want it. But we're taking care of all the nuts and bolts. So the way it works, say you wanted to work with us, Pete, and you had a property that you want to get leased that a client tells you is up for renewal. You would go onto the app and you could select the property by giving us the address and some details for it. We would then dispatch someone from, from Sunroom who would go touch the property, set up a yard sign, install a self-showing lock system, take photos of the property, kind of do all that nuts and bolts things that you have to do to get the property listed. We'd go back, get the listing live, marketed and syndicated to all the online channels like Zillow, the MLS and realtor.com and sites like that. We, we then would work all the leads that are coming in for you and you would let get me, the let exact me pause, status. Let me pause you there real quick. So sure. do you guys take the photos or would that be somebody would still send a third party photography or, you know, videos? Like, do you guys do that stuff as well? Yes. Yeah, so we'll take all the photos. We, we contract out professional photographers that mm -hmm. are in our network that will go in and take some amazing shots. We also offer Matterport 3D yep, that was images, my next which are really helpful. And okay. we embed all that onto the listing, which gives the renters a great view of what the property looks like. Now you had also said, you said something about locks. So you don't use self-showing boxes, you use self-showing locks is, or is that, or are they one and the same? Am I making sure I get that right? So we, we developed some technology. We, we use a, a type of self-showing deadbolt that will actually take the existing lock that's on the door, switch it out for this smart lock that has a little computer that we put in the home with a little Wi-Fi enabled hotspot. And we do it that way instead of the box, because when we were kind of, you know, testing and looking at the space, we didn't want to give the key to the renter or other agents because it just has more issues that can happen. So our system that we had built is to be completely keyless. The only way to access it is by clicking a button and then going through a security verification flow. 
So it's the most secure type of uh, type of access control system. And your team goes in, puts in this lock, and then when it so now okay, so I put the lock in, I put the sign in the yard, I get the the, the photos done, I get Matterport done, I and I'm putting it all on all online, all the different all the different outlets, MLS, Realtor.com, and all that good stuff. As a property manager, all I did was literally put the. I just literally put the the dement, the property information onto into your app for right now. Exactly, you can do yeah. it right from your phone on the go. It is so simple to submit a property, okay. and you know even even just to give you a little bit more confidence around that, we've even built out flows, knowing that some people want to be really hands on and own the relationship with the client, and others just want to be hands off and say just go with it, connect directly with the owner to get some of the additional property uh, details. We have flows built around both. So if you want it to be completely white labeled under your name, your logo, you could do that. Or if you want us to kind of be the, be the face of it more, we we have, we have a way to have you control those things. So it's, it's really pretty sexy. You spend 30 seconds submitting the property and then we go get all this extra data to get the property live and looking good. Now, one of the big concerns that we have in our industry is fair housing. Right. So when when you when you have the property that's available now, and especially in Austin, which is a crazy hot market, you're getting numerous applications. So who makes that call? Is that something that can that the manager can make? Is that something that you guys would do? And then and then if you so tell us a little bit more about that. Yeah, you got it. So I, I agree. I think that one of the fears that a lot of these companies have is you know, maybe getting sued from discrimination cases. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of risk to, to, to carry. So we wanted to build a system that gives them a lot of control over their application processing flow and also the types of tenants that they're having and have it be completely fair. So you go into your platform and you're able to set what, this, what the application screening criteria is. And okay. you can have that get defined by listing or portfolio-wide settings. So you can say, what the breeds are, what the credit score is, what the income to, to uh, rent ratio that you'd want to accept, how long you will hold the property before it gets leased. So you just oh, wow. define that stuff. And if you don't know what to select, we have some out of the box things that you can you can choose. If there are some, then, if there are some items that are not on your app, is, is are they uh, are they available for you guys to kind of set that as well? For example, let's just say no bank. Let's just say you don't have bankruptcy, and we say, oh yeah, we don't want anybody who has bankruptcy. And it's not there. Is that something that you guys would code pretty quick? Or is that something that just goes in the file? Now that we've worked with so many parties, we've really added a ton of flexibility to what kind of those safeguards are and what controls you want to have in place. So we should have everything. But nice. just as a general thing about working with us, we, we are constantly listening to customers. And based off what they say, we're coding that stuff in real time. I mean, we've got several engineers designers on the team that are hacking away on a product roadmap that has been defined by customers. So there's something they want. We're going to build it. (laughs) Awesome. So now, okay. So now you have all this stuff out there. If somebody makes that phone call, that sign, is that phone number going to your call center or is it still coming to the property manager? Yep. So we have it route into our system because we've, we've also built a, a lot of interesting automation around following up with those leads texting them very quickly, getting them the details they need about the property. So we've got a call center, and then we also have built out some 
text-based automation to work the renters that are inquiring about properties. Right, so if, a, if I call about a property and that thing gets leased, I might be able, I might get like another, here's some other properties that this manager has or this realtor has for lease exactly. in the area. That exactly. Your and criteria. similar to that, you know, we, we will, you know, text you and keep giving you nudges because we all know that renters are flaky. So <laughs> we might have to text you six or seven times before you get the yes. Okay. I'm going to tour it. <laughs> right. So now, um, so somebody, you know, calls, they see now they, they schedule, they go see the property and they're, they're interested. So tell me more about now the application process. Do they do it right on the phone? Do they have to send a photo of their ID? Do they do an ID check, verify, ver verify check? What, what, what happens there? Yeah. Yeah. So all of those things. So renters apply straight from their phone. We have an app that, that has about 150,000 renters that have been using it. So a lot of people have been going through different flows I and mean, we've leased thousands of properties now, but what's great about it is, so you as a renter, when you want to apply, you will invite your roommates or a guarantor if you have one for the property and you'll upload your, your pay stub, you'll upload your ID, you upload some, some data. And then using all of that, we build out the application packet. We then display it on a dashboard as an application that's pending review and approval. And the property manager or agent can review that with their clients and then accept the, the party that, that looks like they'd be the best fit. But what's interesting about it is even before that, the renter knows the pre-qualification pre, uh, criteria for the property. So they can know ahead of time, hey, look, this place only accepts two dogs. I'm not even going to consider it if I have three dogs and two of them are pit bulls. <laughs> so it's... <laughs> It's there to save everyone time because it, it's it's being upfront about what what uh, what the person's looking for. Now that's a that's a good segue. So talk to talk about animals. There's a big push now for people who have ESA or they have you know special needs animals. And for those, you can't charge a pet fee or you can't charge any kind of pet deposit. Do you guys also review like the animals, or do you, you do you have a third party company like Pet Screening that you kind of work with? How does that work? Pet screening is great. Some of the companies that we work with, they want to have extra layers of, of screening. So one of our customers, they request us to use pet screener to, to get more data about pets. For other situations, we'll just have them upload the photos of their, their dog and give us some of the ba basic breed information and some of the other things that you expect to see to have on an application. So kind of case by case basis on what people want us to do with pets. Uh, and it can be stringent or or more of a kind of streamlined flow for it. Now that application information, does that get put into our uh, property management software somehow, or do we have to physically enter that data into our system? Is there like an API connectivity with, that you have with man, many of the PM softwares? That's a good question. So right now- I'm trying to, I'm we, trying to stump you. I, I really am. <laughs> Pete, you got the good question after good question. It's hard to go around and build APIs on top of all of the standard ones, you know, because there's just so many depending on which system people are using from Appfolio to Buildium to RealPage, kind of list goes on. So instead of building upon all of those APIs out of the gate, we've just been having our team manually go in and enter those details to get into the format that they want to have it. So it's a little bit more manual on our side, but kind of just one of the costs of doing business. Over time, we'll be building out more and more APIs so it just shows up in, in real time in those locations. And the way that we've built it out, you'll have all those docs right on the Sunroom app as well. 
so you can refer back to them later if you need them. Excellent. Okay, so now you got a way for me to go in. I, I, I get the lock. I, I go in. I get the code. I, I do the app online. Now, uh, as your software allows me to get notified as a property manager when apps come and I can kind of review them and then I can put my policy in place, whether I'm a first come first server or I want to see all of them. Now we go ahead and we tell you, okay, this, you know, Jim, Jim Jones has been approved. So now take me through that process. What does that look yep. like? Yep. Yeah. And one thing I'll say too, just about that middle of the area, because I know it's one of the things that when the property is on market that everyone's kind of wondering When's this going to lease? What do renters think about it? So as right. people are doing the tours, we're collecting feedback from the renters and other agents if they're touring it and displaying all that stuff right onto the app. And you get notifications in real time. And you can even share this page with the owner of the property so they can follow along so you don't have to be playing this game of telephone. Nice. Now, um, if, a, if, a, if a prospective resident has questions about, like, are they going to paint this wall or anything like that? Like, that feedback goes in that feedback form or do you let the property manager or the realtor know, hey, they have some questions that they may not rent this unless these things are done, right? Because some of these folks have demands, not in your market, in Austin, they'll just, dirty, I'll take it. I need a place to live. <laughs> but in other normal markets, <laughs> they, they're, uh, they're trying to always, you know, get a little bit better product. We'll do our best to answer as many questions as we can based off the data we have, but obviously you can't have everything. So sure. if there's some sort of extenuating thing, are they going to fix the fence in the backyard? You know, we'll relay that and kind of play uh, play middleman to try to help get the deal done and get the uh, get the info that all the parties need. Got it. Yeah, because even us as property managers don't know. We have to talk to the the owner of the property sometimes. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Cosmetic. Exactly. If, so that that definitely happens. And then once, once there's a renter who's, who's qualified, they've been accepted, Sunroom will take on all of that last part of the application process to collect the security deposit. Okay. We can collect first month's rent or just direct the renter to the place where that needs to happen. And also we will get the application completed. So as the renter has been applying, we've been collecting it digitally through the app it then will build out a full TAR or TAA form or even custom lease if you want it. That was my and next question. We'll so, kind of yeah. map all the fields to get to get the lease fully filled out into the format that they are comfortable with. And I say TAA and TAR because those are both Texas, but if there's another state, we're currently most in Texas, but we are expanding to, to some other states here really quick because we're getting pulled in some other directions. But got it. We will get the, yeah, we'll get the application processed and have all that paperwork filled out just the way that, that the parties like to see it. Nice. So, so now you have the lease and you can use, you can use our lease. Now that information that goes in, we get that information. Now, sometimes people need uh, pre-moving instructions. So how is yeah. that handled? Is that your team or is now, now the PM or the realtor kind of takes over at that point? Yeah, it's exactly that. So since everyone has slightly different processes around move-in, what we'll do now that the, the lease is signed and everything's good to go is we'll connect the parties so that they can exchange information about what the utility setup is or if they need to have a property inspection form done or kind of whatever their exact policies are for, for their move-in process. We will intro the parties. We will assist with move-in key exchange. So We'll, we'll take off the deadbolt and put in whatever key you need back at the property. So right on move-in day, the renter will get an access code to a little you know code box 
so that they can get the get the key for the front door. But yeah, other than that, that's right because you have to replace that lock that you replaced, right? Because you're not keeping that that wireless lock there. You're putting the, the old locks back. Correct? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And I think over time we'll probably likely start to sell these kits yeah, because they're so popular and people like it a lot. Mm-hmm. But for now, just to keep the cost down, knowing that those things are somewhat expensive and we don't want to have them incur, you know, any, any extra yeah. fee for having those locks. And, and We're for just every, taking them with us. For every PM, they have a thousand owners and 50% like the lock, 50%, you know, want to fire us because we bought them, we bought a lock, right? <laughs> so, <laughs> exactly. Uh, Okay, so now I'm going to get, let's get to it. Like, what is this, what is the cost of this? Because normally, all this that the PM does, they're charging the owner some type of fee. Sometimes it's one month's rent, sometimes it's a percentage of that, right? And so that's a revenue source for the property managers. And sometimes it's a pretty big portion of the revenue source. So what's the, how does this, is the cost, you know, is it, is it per renter or per, per lease up? Or is it like a dollar a door and and something like that? Like, so what's the, what's the play here? So we, we want to give away the software for free. So there's no setup cost. There's no monthly reoccurring, you know, charge that we're going to give for all these tools we've built. Instead, we make money for each lease that we get done. And it's a, it's a pay per lease model. Probably the sales team there, you know, we've got some really amazing people who can talk through the specifics, but the, 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 the kind of the crux of it is we'll work with the property manager to understand what their pricing is and try to make it and set up in such a way that they'll still be able to make money off each lease that happens. Sunroom will take a cut of it, but it, we're, we're trying to design it in such a way that it's going to be cheaper than doing it in-house because we're doing it at scale and we've built some of these systems. And one of the big things that I think a lot of these people that we work with like about it is normally if you are trying to do this in-house, you've got to have an assistant that's a fixed cost. You know, they've got a salary. And so depending on how many jobs they're doing, that cost might not make sense. You know, if, if you're kind of just right over that next uh, stare for the business and you just hire them, but you don't have enough doors, it can be a really expensive headcount. Yep. Similarly, if you're in the summer busy months and that pe- that person can't do enough jobs, it can also be a weird cost structure. So we're just trying to take it from, from a fixed cost model to being a variable cost model and, and trying also, to make it be more profitable. You're also them. reducing the cost of having to go out to the property, right? Because you guys go out and pull the sign back out, right? So that's two two potential trips, the one to put the sign out and, and our lockbox, right, traditionally, and then the one to go get the lockbox and, and take the sign out. So that's potentially two trips that you save. Plus, like you said, you need some type of assistant to prepare the lease, review the applications, answer the phone calls, things of that nature. Yeah, so. of course. Yeah. It, and it can't, depending on the organization, it can be a couple headcount, depending on how many leases they have to get done. All right. So now you've started two companies started one with sweat equity and then one with some investor infusion. I'm assuming that Sunroom got some investor capital, so raise some capital with Sunroom. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We've, we, yeah, we're venture backed. All right. So now most of our listeners have built their company through sweat equity. So we got a chance to pick, you know, a really intelligent guy's brain here. So tell us the advantages and disadvantage of raising capital to start a company versus the sweat equity. Yeah, I think, I think for a lot of founders that are in a good position, it's, it's a tough discussion because if you are kind of doing it on your own without venture capital, you're going to have full control. You can make every decision 
for the business, you know, decide exactly where you want to go, when you want to do it, control the growth for the business. If you're taking venture money, you're, you're going to sign up to have to grow very aggressively mm-hmm. in more places. You're not going to have full control of everything. You, if, you, if you're getting the right investors, you're going to have a lot of control because you don't want to have the investors running your business or something like that. But right. you're still, you know, it's going to be going to have partners. Venture capital is great if you see a huge market opportunity and you think that the door might close on it. And if you want to have, if you want to be able to hire a lot of people before the business is profitable to help you build out that system. So the, the venture capital helps a lot because for me, we knew that we would have to invest millions of dollars into the tech before we could even have something that would be novel. And there's no way that we'd really be able to do that on our own. It would take a lot longer. Yeah. Um, some people can do it, but it ends up being a lot, a lot challenge, more challenging. Whereas because of the venture capital, we can go in and hire amazing people. So I've, I've had a chance now because I've gone the venture route to just have kind of top tier talent that I otherwise wouldn't have been able to afford. So it's, it's worked, it's worked for me, but I don't know if it works for everyone because, you know, of, of those other challenges you might have. Thanks. Well put. We'll be right back. We had a couple commercials and then we'll be right back to the lightning round with Zach. Stay tuned. <laughs> Did you know that most tenants struggle to come up with a large sum of money needed to move into their new rental home? Let Renters Insurance Solutions help you solve this problem by giving tenants another option for security deposits. Property managers can make up to $200 per door annually with our programs. Learn more at our website, yourris.com. That's Y-O-U-R-R-I-S.com. Renters Insurance Solutions, your experts in property management and insurance. PestShare, a pest control amenity for your resident benefits program starting at just $5 per door. You can give your residents the pest control coverage they need. PestShare will even pay for the expensive infestations like bed bugs and cockroaches. And the debate over who pays for pest control while PestShare turns an expense into added revenue. For more information, check out their website at pestshare.com forward slash property managers. Have you ever considered hiring a property management virtual assistant, but didn't know where to start? Or have you tried hiring a virtual assistant, but you weren't satisfied with the number of qualified applicants? If so, VPM Solutions is here to help. VPM is the world's first virtual talent marketplace dedicated specifically to property management and real estate. We have thousands of talented virtual assistants ready to work for you, including assistance for accounting, leasing, maintenance coordination, rent collections, and much more. With VPM, you can post jobs, screen candidates, hire and pay your virtual assistants, all from within our state-of-the-art platform. VPM is the easy button for hiring and managing your virtual team. And the best part? VPM Solutions is 100% free to employers. That's right, free. No placement fees, no employer markups, and no hidden charges. With VPM, property managers get the talent they need while reducing costs and improving customer service. Visit vpmsolutions.com and create your free account today. And now it's time for the lightning round. Welcome back, everybody. 
And Zach, are you ready for the lightning round? Lightning round. Are you Let's nervous? Do it. All right. <laughs> okay. I'm gonna go quick. Let's go quick, <laughs> quick fire, fire. Uh, we're gonna fire away here. All right. So, what is one piece of advice you would give someone just starting out in business? I say, do the role. Wrap your head around it from doing it yourself. Don't outsource something before you. You've done it a little bit to know the pain points and what you're going to be tripping over. I love it. So know it. Does pineapple belong on pizza? Ooh, pineapple isn't my go-to, but it is nice. A little touch. I'll take it. All right. So we'll say, we'll say, yeah, but not all the time, right? The small percentage (laughs) of time. Do you use virtual team members in your business? I think virtual team members are great. I mean, we have people working around the whole country and even around the world. And I think the world's moving more and more in that direction. The world is getting smaller and smaller, isn't it? There's some of the most talented people, you know, and outside the places. States, yeah? you don't have to go. You don't have to go <laughs> to the office every day. What book are you currently reading or one that has impacted your business or life? Zero to one is a great business written by some of the guys that had invested in us founders fund. And I like it because it forces you to think big and think about being bolder in the, in the risks that you're taking and really trying to build transformative businesses. Zero to one. Mm -hmm. The name of the book. Okay. Yep. Check it out. What Disney character do you most associate with? Hmm. Interesting. Knee jerk. (laughs) Can I go incredible Hulk? Sure. (laughs) They own, they own Marvel now. So yeah. (laughs) <laughs> i just say that because i'm uh i'm gearing up to uh try to get back into going to the gym there you go i gotta get swole yeah. <laughs> what is one challenge you're currently facing in your business hiring hiring is always a big challenge but you know especially especially for a smaller business you're constantly trying to find the best people yeah, and if you have a small business, like let's say 10 people, and you have two people that are subpar, that's 20% of your workforce. Like, you can't hide that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What is your ideal vacation? I'm not a big vacationer. I don't do it much. But Says I the guy who's got two startups. Yeah, I figured as much. <laughs> I'm going a quick vacation uh, next weekend to Bahamas with, uh, oh, nice. with my one-year-old daughter and my wife. So I'm excited about that. That'll be fun. Other than the NARPM radio podcast, what is a podcast you would recommend? Guy Raj, how I built this, because it's a lot like this. You know, you're talking to other founders and hearing about their story about how they got going. And finally, what do you prefer, cats or dogs? I'm a dog person, but the dog that I have is kind of like a cat, unfortunately. (laughs) (laughs) Why, is he small or because he sleeps all day? Small, small, (laughs) little Chawini. He's my wife. (laughs) <laughs> my wife's dog. So. Excellent. So Zach, if somebody is uh, compelled to uh, reach out to you or they're interested in more about Sunroom, how do they contact you or how do they get more informo- information about Sunroom? Yeah, go to sunroomrentals.com. You can read more about what we do. And also feel free to shoot me a line. I'll, uh, I'll share my, my email address and LinkedIn with you, Pete, so you can share that with your listeners. I'm, I'm always down to network with other people doing great things. So Feel free to shoot us a message. Sounds good. And if you are, if you would like to join NARPM, go to NARPM, N-A-R-P-M dot O-R-G, or call them at 800-782-3452. And if you're looking for a virtual team member, a remote team member, or a virtual assistant, however you call them, 
Go to VPM Virtual Property Management Solutions, vpmsolutions.com, or you can call me direct at 832-656-3740. All right, thanks, everybody. Thanks, Zach. Thanks for being here. Appreciate it. Awesome. Thanks so much, Pete. This has been a production of the National Association of Residential Property Managers, the recognized leader in property management, along with your host, Pete Newbig, CEO of VPM Solutions, where property management meets global talent. The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are that of the host and are not necessarily those of NARPM. If you have a hot topic you'd like discussed on the podcast, please email us at radio at narpum.org. 